Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple. This is the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I am your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined, as always, by Dan. I got the Snuffles Kruger. I do. And I think we might have uh, fixed our audio issues. Do you think so? I, think, I so hope so. For the really astute listeners in the last mm-hmm. maybe four or five, we didn't really realize this. Somebody gave us some feedback. Well, the audio wasn't as good as it could be. I think that we had some issues with my mic. One of our mics. We did some troubleshooting. Some we are not uh, audio technicians in the slightest. So yeah. hopefully this is better. But this is why this is why we need you guys to go leave reviews, give us feedback in the comments, uh, go to social media wherever you consume content, and, and and engage with us and let us know where we're sucking. Because mm. we can't if if you don't tell us, then we just blindly we'll just keep sucking. We we'll just keep sucking. <laughs> we'll just keep blindly sucking. So <laughs> we'll we're, we'll do our best to stop that. Okay, so let's get to it. This is mm. an under ten minute episode, so we're gonna keep this brief. We're gonna keep it to the point. Um, I got an interesting comment on a YouTube video. Oh, no, okay, so here's how it went down. A guy watched a video on YouTube, and then he reached out on Instagram. Um, if you're listening to this and know who you are, thanks for the comment. or the, the I really appreciate it. I can't remember your name off the top of my head. Tommy Jones? Maybe Tommy Jones. Sounds like a fake name. I don't think it's Tommy Jones. Um, <laughs> but he has a really good question um, around why we don't raise debt rather than equity. So when we do a syndication, we are raising equity for LP shares and bringing investors in. And we're giving a share of like the ownership equity, the upside and giving big returns. Right. And his question is, well, why don't we structure this as a debt term and and, and have like a fixed return? So instead of saying, hey, come into this and you get equity and the potential of, say, a 20 percent return. Why don't we just go and say, hey, we're giving you debt terms. So we're going to give you a fixed 10 percent return. And that's all you get. And 10% is still really, really good, right? Or or whatever you wanted your debt terms to be. So that was his question. Like, why don't we do that? Um, and I wanted to unpack it a little bit because I think it's a really cool question. And there's a couple different ways we can answer it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if that had been, if that question was posed to me, my response would be, uh, we do raise debt. Uh, typically when we uh, put a deal together, uh, we're getting a loan from the bank for about 75% of the value of the property. So there is a, you know, the debt is the, largest part of the cap stack, but then we'll typically have, you know, another 25% in equity. So I guess for me, um, my response to be to that would be like, why don't we, you know, if the question is, why don't you get that other 25% from, uh, from debt as well? So that I think the logic here is that, Hey, you, you can own hundred percent of the thing. Yep. You don't have to give up equity. Um, that sounds like a pretty good deal, right? And in fairness, we do know somebody who does this mm-hmm. and if you can make it happen, yeah, as the operator, as the owner, like that is a great deal. But the thing is like, 
logistically in, in reality, it's, it's in very difficult to make happen for a couple of reasons. Well, it's a huge amount of risk um, because unless you have enough uh, cash flow or capital from some other source outside of whatever deal it is that you're doing to cover that debt service, um, it doesn't matter how the property performs, that debt investor is going to be entitled to that, that payment. You've got to make that coupon payment. And if you don't, um, it's on you. You can then, you know, you'd be defaulting. So it's, it's extremely risky. Well, uh, that's risky for us as the operators exactly. to put that much in, but it's also theoretically risky from the debt uh, provider's perspective for the reason that when you take out like say a fixed 10%, right? Like the idea is it's not the best return in the world. It's very solid. Um, but it's low risk. That's the idea of this coupon where you got to make the payments. But the thing is, if we can't make the payments, you're probably not collateralized against the asset or against us as the uh, owners. And the, and so if we if we go bankrupt, you can't really come after us. And the reason for that is because the bank who's holding first position, senior mortgage, they don't want anybody coming in behind them typically. And so if you're going to come in and take our debt terms, you're going to do it without collateralization, which kind of offsets a little, like it, it, it makes it riskier, which is part of the reason why you would go with debt in the first place is it's theoretically a little bit less risky. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's horrible for that reason because the reason debt is, uh, you know, going to be less risky than equity is because you've got a lien on the property. And if the, the borrower of that debt defaults, you take the property and that's, that's why it's less risky. Um, in this, you know, scenario that's being suggested, somebody's getting uh, a rate of return that's, you know, implies less risk than equity, but they're still exposed to pretty much the same risk. I mean, technically you do have a contract that says, I'm going to pay you back this money on this payment schedule. And if I don't, you can sue me, but you don't have an asset that you can just take and sell and recoup yourself. So the, the risk profile doesn't really make a ton of sense for the investor. Um, unless, you know, they're getting paid a significant um, rate of return, right? I think for that type of thing, I mean, even hard money lenders hard for money. flippers are, you know, going to be getting at least, you know, 15 some percent and they have a lien on the property. They do have it collateralized. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think. And in those situations, the, the reason that we as an operator would do it is because we need short-term financing. It's, unfi it's unfinanceable maybe against a bank because they're like, it's too risky. There's no cash flow. Um, so all that's to say is like, there are ways to uh, you know, there are debt investments out there. We don't really personally do it. We've, yeah. we've played with the idea of doing a preferred equity position, mm -hmm. which is like a, a, a pseudo debt, pseudo equity position where there's kind of a fixed coupon, um, but it's not debt per se. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not guaranteed. I think uh, if we were to actually execute on that, it would be uh, structured in a way that says you're going to get this you know fixed rate of return, but it's not, it's not strictly debt. Not debt. You know, you so say you're not, necessarily tied to it, I guess is how I'd phrase it. But now, now if you're listening to this though, like we, we do know some guys like Will uh, down in Nashville mm -hmm. where they do like debt placements. So if you're interested in becoming a hard money lender for fix and flip on single family homes and stuff like that. And the properties uh, collateralized. collateralized because you're really the only debt position. Like they, they raise say $300,000. You come in, you're all of the debt. They go buy it. They do their fix and flip and they sell it. They buy you out. Um, and you probably get like a 10, 12% return, something like it's that. It's about 10-ish. You know, yeah. so that, that can be an option. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a great racket um, for people. I mean, especially yeah. in uh, uh, with like IRAs. I know uh, the debt investments with an IRA are, are typically um, uh, seen as, as 
desirable for people with IRAs just because of the, how the taxes work on, on those types of vehicles. Um, they could be a great option, but um, I guess, you know. I wonder how that works with like UBIT and UDFI then. Because we don't do single family fix and flip hard money loans. There's no UBIT for that. You you are the debt. Mm. So oh, that's, yeah, that's you're just point. you're getting <laughs> simple point. interest. Yeah. Okay. So um, we got it. That's a, that's a really that's the reason question. why. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing I want to just point out that like um, you used to see a lot more hundred percent finance deals where uh, debt made up the entire capital stack. But this was back in two thousand six, seven, and eight, ah, the and so <laughs> like, um, like it works until it doesn't. I mean, that's kind of the big thing is it's just incredibly risky. Yes, the upside is tremendous if everything goes well, but uh, you really have no margin for error as the operator. Um, everything's got to go great, and uh, if it doesn't, then you're going to be uh, in a tough spot. Yeah, so we don't do that. Yeah, so that's that's why. Um, there's I, again, there's no right or wrong necessarily. It's just different strokes, different strategies, that different risk tolerances. It's just not what we do. So uh, hopefully that answered the question. I don't remember even what I what I thought his name was. Jo- Tommy Jones. Tommy I think John, said. Tommy Jones. Um, so Tim, Tommy Jim? Jones. Thanks for the question. Sorry, I don't remember your name. Um, and if you guys have any questions, do feel free to go leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. Go to social media, hit us up, shoot us an email. Fire us your questions. We'd love to answer them on the air. We'll even make a concerted effort to remember your name. So that's going to do it for us, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.